There's a lot of talk out there about sacred relationships, but since there are very few people living in this new type of connection on earth right now, we don't have many models for what this looks like in real life. So what exactly is a sacred relationship and how can we manifest this new type of deep love into our lives? In this video, you'll learn what a sacred relationship really is and the key characteristic that sets a sacred relationship apart from a regular relationship. Then I'll share a simple, six-step process that will help you manifest your sacred partner into your life. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. And also a quick reminder that we have free supplemental workbooks with all of our videos. Click on the link below after watching this video if you wanna download that workbook. It has questions and prompts that'll help you go deeper on the content that we discuss in this video. On to part one of the video, what's a sacred relationship? Okay, so. Sacred relationship, sometimes it's called sacred partnership or sacred union. Uh, there are different terms for it, but a sacred relationship is very different from a regular relationship. And we're actually transitioning right now on planet Earth. We're transitioning from older templates of relationship into this newer paradigm of relationship. And that's where sacred connections or sacred partnerships or sacred relationships come into. Okay, they're very different from the relationships that we've had on the planet up until now, right? So let's let me give you a definition of what a sacred relationship is. Okay, so a sacred relationship is a heart-centered romantic connection that creates a merging of energy fields and the creation of a third energy. Okay, so there are many different ways in which uh, a sacred relationship is different from a regular relationship that's been templated down here on planet Earth for a really long time. But I added this definition here because there, there's one thing that really stands out when it comes to the energetics of a sacred relationship. And it's what's known as the third energy. Okay, so a sacred relationship is a heart-centered connection. Okay, so, so this was purposely put in this definition. It's a heart-centered connection, meaning that the primary energy cord within uh, energy connection within uh, sacred partners is at the heart. This is very different from relationships as they've been lived up until now, where the cords of connection are more in the lower chakras and less up here in the heart, okay? So this connection is a little bit higher in energy, but also what ends up happening is because this connection is so deep, it's so intimate and it brings both partners so close to each other energetically, what ends up happening is energetically, the two partners actually start to merge their energy and it gives rise to what's known as the third energy. Okay. So the third energy is an actual energy field, an independent energy field that is independent from each of the two partners. And it is basically the product of the union between the two of them. So the way that you can think of the third energy is sometimes sacred partners come together and have a child, actually have children, but the first child that sacred partners have when they come together is actually the birth of this third energy. You can think of it almost like a child. This third energy is an independent field, but it's born from the merging of the two energy fields of the sacred partners. Now let's go a little bit deeper on this definition so that we can start 
start to see the difference. This definition that I gave you of sacred relationship is very spiritual. It's very energy based, but let's go deeper on what's meant by the specific components aside from the third energy that I just talked about. Okay. So when it comes to the older paradigm of relationships, how they've been lived up until now, regular relationships or old paradigm relationships are very much based more on, um, comfort or security. A lot of times partners come together for economic reasons. So, um, it, it probably years ago, not so much now, now that's changing a lot, but years ago, people would actually come together into partnership and that would be good economically for their families actually to merge two families, um, and merge a household. So there was a lot of economic security there. There was, um, always up until very, very recently, the primary reason why, um, relationships would start and would come together would be for the continuation of family. So having children and raising children, um, but a lot of more companionship, having a regular sexual partner, these are all characteristics of old paradigm relationships. And so now when sacred partnership comes in or when sacred relationship comes in, it's not that the sacred partners don't have any of the characteristics that, that, um, that were here already in older relationships. For example, sacred partners can definitely have children. They can have a family. So it's not that they don't have those characteristics or it can't have those characteristics, but sacred partnerships take it a notch up in terms of the energy and the spiritual connection uh, between them. And when I say that sacred relationships take it up a notch, really what I'm saying is that because of the energetics of this connection that we've just talked about, about, the merging of the energy fields between sacred partners, the, the, uh, emergence of this third energy that helps fuel their mission. This third energy is a really powerful independent energy field that actually helps sacred partners both come together even more, but also fuels their mission. And so the taking up of a notch when it comes to regular relationships versus sacred partnership, it goes more into the spiritual realm. So sacred partnerships or sacred relationships may have some of the characteristics characteristics that older relationships had, like having children and, and being a regular couple. But when it takes it up a notch is meant by the energy behind it, the spiritual connection behind it. And also the more that the energy merges between two partners, now the connection is used less for the regular comforts of everyday life when it comes to regular relationships. And now it's more about the evolution of the soul, the expansion of evolution. So sacred partners, because of the closeness of the connection and how the energy fields merge, sacred partners tend to evolve very quickly through this type of connection. It's a connection that's built for spiritual evolution. All right. So let me, let me reinforce this again. Okay. So, so ding, ding, I'm going to reinforce this again because it's literally just fell on my head. Okay. Sacred relationship is a relationship that's templated for spiritual evolution. Okay. So both partners in a, in a sacred connection or a sacred relationship know that the, in that relationship is going to be the evolution of their souls, the constant growth of their souls and the moving together towards that more ascended, higher templated, uh, energy. They know that, and they actually use the relationship to kind of blow through, uh, wounds to grow together and to grow closer and more intimate energetically in the spiritual realms. Now, if you want to go deeper on aspects like the third 
shared energy and the energy merging that I talked about here. I shot a whole video on sacred partnerships and the signs of a sacred partnership. I'll leave links to that video in the description box below. So you can watch after this one On to part two of the video, the six steps to sacred union. All right. So now I'm going to go through these six steps to help you manifest a sacred relationship. You don't have to do these steps in order. Sometimes I give you steps that are in order, not these ones. You can do them, you know, all at the same time or one at a time, probably start with the first step. But other than that, you can just kind of mix and match as you want. I also, before I get into the six steps, I want to drop a book recommendation. All right. This is a book that was really, really important in helping me, um, work through and prepare myself for sacred connection. All right. And the book is called calling in the one by Catherine Woodward Thomas. All right beautiful, beautiful book, buy a copy of that, go into the book. It's a wonderful, wonderful compliment and supplement to be able to helping you uh, manifest your sacred partner. Okay. On to step one of the process, open up to the connection. <laughs> okay. Now this can seem strange that I'm saying this, but it is so common that the things that we most desire in the world, the things that we most long for, the thing that the things that we most want in life are also the things that we block subconsciously. <laughs> this is so, so common. And one of the reasons why we do this, we're not doing this consciously. We don't even know we're doing this, but we are doing this energetically. And probably the most, the most powerful reason why we end up blocking the things that we most desire is because we are afraid of those things. So there's a deep seated fear about that thing. In this case, we're talking about sacred partnership, but it could be anything really. If you are longing for that sacred partner, but then you are deeply, deeply afraid of what that connection could be. You may be deeply afraid of losing that connection. Once you have it, you may be deeply afraid of connecting and opening yourself up uh, to that level of intimacy because you're used to being guarded. And so there's various reasons why we would be scared and close down our energy system, but it's common and it happens. Okay. It happens very, very frequently. So your homework is going to be to check your energy, check, do a little check of your energy, of your emotional state and feel into whether you have these fears and whether you're blocking this connection unconsciously, have a feel into it. Are you afraid of having this connection? Once it shows up, where are you afraid of losing this connection? Are you afraid of losing your independence? Are you afraid of losing something or are you afraid of the connection itself of that level of love? Because maybe you don't think you deserve to be loved like that. Okay. There are various reasons why we would block the, the connection, but this is your first step. You must open up and here's a pro tip. Ding, ding. You can't, it's not just opening up, right? It's way beyond that. So if you are manifesting a sacred relationship, the level at which you need to open up for this type of connection is much bigger than with a regular relationship. So the relationships that we've had on the planet up until now, you can kind of maintain a certain level of closedness. You can maintain a certain level of being isolated. You can maintain a certain level of not sharing yourself entirely with your partner and 
them not with you. So you can be in relationship and only be slightly open to it emotionally. That happens all over the world still to this day. But when it comes to sacred connection, if you feel a pull to manifest that type of connection, you can't just open up a little bit. You got to open up a lot. Okay. You have to open up your heart more than you even think it has the capacity to open up more than you have ever opened up in the past with any connection before. Okay. So this is the first step. Consciously start to scan through, see if there are any fears or any subconscious sabotaging mechanisms that are going on with you that are keeping you shut down, even though you're saying to the universe that you really want to manifest this sacred partner. And to help you do that, I'm going to leave you with a little mantra that you could start repeating every day, multiple times to start opening up that energy and creating more space for that connection to come into your life. Okay. So the mantra is... I open myself up to receive sacred partnership. Okay. And you can just keep repeating this over and over, softening your energy, figuring out if you really, really are open to it, or if you're just saying you're open to it, but then you're, there's a part of you that's sabotaging it. This is a crucial first step without which it doesn't matter if you do the other steps or not. If you, if you remain shut down to this, to this connection, it can't come into your life. Step number two is become the sacred partner. Oh, this one is such an important one. And it's one, it, this is a step that's so overlooked because a lot of times what we end up doing is we are asking for this amazing, incredible, spiritually evolved partner that matches us, that comes to us. And we forget that sometimes we are not what we're asking for. (laughs) So we're not actually in a place to receive that partner because what we are asking for, we're not able to hold that in ourselves. So when it comes to be to this step of becoming the sacred partner, you have to become what you're wishing for, what you are asking for. And another way of saying this is that a sacred partner is always open to growth. Okay. So there's this drive for constant growth and development and spiritual evolution. You're basically opening yourself up to become a match for that beautiful sacred partner that you're asking for. Okay. And in order to do that, you have to become the sacred partner in so many, so many ways. Okay. So there's a lot of ways in which this step can be broken down into many, many different categories, right? Like how do I become that sacred partner? What does it mean for me to become that sacred partner? There's a lot to this step, but I'm going to break down some common things that need to be worked on in order for you to fulfill this step and really come into a place where you are now a match. You are now the sacred partner yourself that you're asking for. Now, let me emphasize though, why this is so important. Why is it so important for me to become what I'm asking for? Okay. When it comes to sacred relationship, the power of this connection is so profound that you have to be at a place where you can hold that connection energetically. Okay. So you have to become someone who can actually hold and sustain that depth of love. Okay. We forget this sometimes we really do forget it because sometimes our minds are so caught up in what we're longing for, what we want, what we desire that we forget to ask the question, am I ready for that? 
Am I able to hold that energy that I'm asking for? And a lot of times we're not ready <laughs> and we're not ready because we haven't become the sacred partner. Okay. So, so that's why really in depth, that's why you want to work on becoming the sacred partner, because the more you, the more you get to a place in a vibration of being in that template of sacred, sacred partner yourself, the more you'll be able to not only manifest the partner, because it's not just about manifestation. It's not just about the person showing up in front of your face. It's about, can we sustain the connection once we come together? And that's where becoming the sacred partner really comes in handy and is crucial and crucially important. So I know there are a lot of things that are involved in, in, in this step of becoming the sacred partner, but I'm going to share three of them, three things that are really important to focus on that'll help your energy come into that place of you becoming the embodiment of, of this uh, sacred partner. Okay. The first one is to release pain. Okay. So this is a lot about healing. This is about healing stuff from your from your past that isn't really worked through yet. This is about confronting your fears and all of the stuff that has happened to you in the past that you've tended to not want to look at. You can't do that when you want to become a sacred partner. When you want to become a sacred partner, you have to see, have the courage to see and heal everything within you that needs to be healed. Okay. So, so this is one aspect confronting and coming to terms and healing my past and the things that happened to me in the past. Another aspect of this is to learn lessons. Okay. So becoming the sacred partner means that I'm mature enough to look back on the relationships that I've been in and on the things that have happened to me in my life and being able to learn the lessons that each of those relationships or each of those instances in my life taught me. The moment that you come into this type of maturity where now you can look on your past and especially relationships. So when it comes to sacred partnership, I'm very much focusing on going back and doing a review on all of the relationships that you've had before or the lack of relationships and looking at the lessons that were learned within each connection. The more that you can learn those lessons, you won't be repeating them then in your sacred connection. All right. So this is another important aspect is learning lessons, not letting the past just, just, you know, rejecting the past, learning from the past is super important when it comes to becoming a sacred partner. The third aspect is to complete karma. This is a really important aspect too. And in fact, this is one of the reasons why many times before we manifest a sacred partner, we actually manifest another type of partner, which is called a karmic partner. They end up manifesting in our lives. And at the time we think, oh my God, it's the one, it's the one, it's the one. And it's really not, it's a karmic partner that's been contracted with us to help us heal and clear old karma so that we could become ready for the real sacred partner. Okay. This is very common to happen before we attract sacred relationships, but it doesn't just have to be with relationships. You're going to, um, do that work of completing karmic loops that you may have been repeating in your life patterns that you keep doing over and over and over again, uh, ways of relating to others that you keep doing over and over and over again. 
things that you keep repeating, you can call these karmic loops and you're going to clear those karmic loops from your life. The more that you clear karma from your life, the more prepared you are energetically to manifest this partner. Step number three is healing bonding wounds. Okay. So this actually the healing of bonding wounds, this could just have been uh, part of, of step two, part of, of becoming your sacred partner, because this is really, you really need to heal these bonding wounds. But I put it here as a separate step because of the importance of it that I actually wanted to isolate it. So, so we really get a feel for this. Okay. Bonding wounds. This is important to remember. So I'm going to say this slow bonding wounds is actually one of the main reasons why we cannot sustain a sacred partnership or we have issues within a sacred partnership is because of bonding wounds. It's one of the biggest roadblocks to sacred partnership that there is. Okay. So what are bonding wounds? Bonding wounds are basically wounds that we have from childhood in which we didn't bond appropriately to our parents or caretakers. So there was, there was maybe dysfunction. There was, um, you know, a lack of love. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe there was all kinds of things happening. But the point here is that we ended up, uh, having a, a bond with our parents or caretakers in an inappropriate, unhealthy way. And then we carry those bonding wounds into adulthood and we start having adult relationships while we have bonding wounds. And this always leads to drama. This leads to drama in regular relationships, right? But it leads to mega drama when it comes to sacred partnerships. And it's one of the reasons why many times sacred partners don't actually stay together and they can separate for a time or forever, uh, because they haven't been able to heal those bonding wounds. And because the strength of the connection is so powerful when they come together, all those bonding wounds explode in their face. Okay. So let me go into specifically, what are some characteristics or types of bonding wounds that we need to heal most effectively? Remember that whenever we're talking about bonding wounds, before I get into the specifics of it, whenever we're talking about bonding wounds, we are talking about wounds that are energetically located in the three lower chakras of the system. Okay. Bonding wounds are born in the three lower chakras, first, second, and third. Okay. So your first chakra, your root chakra, second chakra, your sexual chakra, third chakra, your solar plexus. These three lower energy centers is, this is where the bonding wounds are located. And so any type of healing that you do on, on these, on bonding wounds is going to have to be done on that, those three lower chakras. Okay. So now that we know that those bonding wounds are located in those three lower chakras, let's get into a couple of them that are very common that you really need to focus on when it comes to this step of healing bonding wounds. Okay. The first one is attachment, <laughs> attachment. Okay. So attachment is actually pretty normal and natural for a child. So a child healthily attaches in a healthy way to their parents or caretakers. It's normal because a child is a dependent being. It's a, the child is a being that is dependent on adults in order to survive. Otherwise we would die. And so there's a level of attachment in childhood. That's perfectly normal and perfectly healthy. The issue here is where this becomes a wound is that then we grow up and we end up attaching to people like children attached to adults. And that always ends in drama. Attachment is a, a sacred partnership repels attachment, repels clinginess or neediness. 
okay? Because what sacred partnerships are doing is these are two mature adults standing on their own two feet and then they come together. Well, then if you have these kinds of attachments, this inappropriate bonding, this clinginess or neediness in you, this, this is very immature energy that's left over from an unhealed inner child. And so if that comes into a sacred partnership, it'll start creating major, major issues. So attachments, uh, clingingness, neediness, this needs to be resolved and healed before you can welcome that sacred partner. When it comes to adulthood, really attachment in adulthood comes from a sense of anxiety and low self-esteem really. So an adult will attach to someone else, usually when they don't have a very good sense of self-worth and when they're very anxious about that person being their own separate being, being their own sovereign being, because what the person is doing, they're in their child mode and a child needs to be kind of embraced by their parents in order to feel good. So if you remember a child, a child is very soothed by physical touch. And so basically as an adult, if the person holds on to that pattern, they're going to be clinging on to their partners as if they were their parents. Okay. And it's because the more they cling, the less anxious they feel, but that's only temporary because the more you become attached to a partner, the more they're going to repel you. And then that's going to end up backfiring on you anyways. Okay. So this attachment has got to be healed. Um, if you want to sustain a sacred relationship. The second thing that's really important to heal that has to do with bonding wounds is codependency. Oh, codependency is very, very toxic in a sacred connection. And basically what codependency is, is when I use the relationship or am, I am so attached to the relationship that I use the relationship as a way to, to have a sense of self-worth. So my self-worth is actually in the relationship, not in me. And so this kind of externalization of power really leads to mega, mega problems because then if anything's going down in the relationship, I'm going to take that personally and, and think that it's something about my self-worth. Codependency leads to a lack of boundaries, just enormous problems. And it's all because I'm not standing on my own two feet. I'm using the relationship as a way of self-identity, very, very toxic. And codependency is also coming from those bonding wounds. Specifically, codependency comes from a weak third chakra. All right. So again, that needs to be healed in order for us to heal those bonding wounds and come into sacred connection. Now, if you want to go deeper on how to work work on those three chakras, heal them and balance them and heal the wounding and the bonding wounds that are going on down there. I shot a video on all seven chakras. You can go into that video. I'll leave links in the description box below. So you can watch that video and go deeper into this heal, this chakra healing work after watching this one. On to step number four, create space in your life. Okay. So in order to welcome such a huge, deep connection, like a sacred relationship, you have to create space for it as you have to create space for anything new that you want to come into your life. Now there's a couple of ways in which you can create space to make this fun. The first one is creating the inner space. Okay. So the steps before that we were just talking about, those are, those are great to help you create inner space. You have to create the inner energy space within yourself, opening your heart, making that heart bigger. So you can create that inner space to welcome the connection, but there's also another aspect to creating space and that is creating outer space, actually creating space in your physical environment, in your life, in your outer life to receive that sacred partner. Okay. Now here are some ways that I've used and tons of people that I've worked with have used in order to create that 
outer space if you need some ideas. So the first thing I did, for instance, was uh, deleting old photos and old memories of past relationships. Okay. So there's, there's an easy one to create space is actually deleting old stuff, getting rid of old pictures and, and old things that remind you of previous relationships. That's one way. Another way, cleaning out your closets. I did this in my home too. So cleaning out your closet so that you actually leave space in your closet or space in your, in your, you know, nightstand or space in your home that's prepared to receive that sacred partner when they do arrive. So you can leave some clothes hangers on your, on your closet and just leave a bit of the closet empty, ready to receive the sacred partner. Or maybe clean out one of your nightstands. If you have two nightstands on your, on your, right next to your bed, clear out one of the nightstands in preparation for when your sacred partner arrives. Okay. So this is another great way of doing that. Another great way is to just make your entire home welcoming to a sacred partner. So think about, you know, what are the things that I could do in my home to make that home become peaceful, just this beautiful place that a sacred partner would like to be in. Now, I bet that as I was saying some of the things that I just shared about how to make outer space, I bet there may have been a little twinge of fear in, in quite a few of you watching this video. For example, if, if you have any fear or anxiety about deleting old photos or getting rid of old stuff from previous relationships, if you felt fear when I said that, <laughs> that means you need to go back to the previous steps and work through those steps. Because if you're feeling fear of letting go of photos or of things from past lovers or past relationships, it means there's some attachment there. So go to the previous steps if that's true for you you go to the previous steps, work through those to where you get to a point where throwing old photos out or old memories or old memorabilia becomes something that's fun and expansive to you, not something that causes anxiety. On to step number five, release the outcome. Okay. So this is also, I'm going to leave a little side note on this one. This is also a step that may cause a twinge of anxiety or fear. And if it does be honest with yourself. And if, as you're watching me talk through this step, if you feel anxiety or any kind of fear, go work on the previous steps. Okay. Cause it's going to be a sign that there's still some level of attachment or bonding wounds going on. If you feel anxiety about this step as I'm talking through it. Okay. Release the outcome means that even if you have someone in your mind that you would like them to be your sacred partner, you still are open to the universe in saying to the universe that it could be this partner or it could be someone else that the universe deems is in my highest good. <laughs> if you felt, did you feel anxiety when I said that? Because a lot of times when I connect with people who are wanting to manifest sacred partnership, they already have their eye on someone. It's either someone that they say, oh, that's my twin flame or that's my soulmate. It's gotta be them. It's gotta be them. And then they project their energy onto that person. They get attached to them. They get clingy around that person. And then what ends up happening is if I'm only open to the possibility of Joe or Mary being my sacred partner, I'm going to be closed off to maybe a sacred partner that the universe is waiting for me to open up to because that person happens to be in my highest interest, not the person I'm thinking about. Okay. So here in this step, when we're talking about releasing the outcome, this is really when you come up to a place of such confidence and trust in the universe that you say to the universe, I know 
that the universe knows exactly, my soul knows exactly what's in my highest good and what's in my highest good. The partner that is in my highest good may be very different from the partner that I have in my head. And I am willing and open to let go of who I think is going to be my sacred partner. I'm willing to let go of any of my desires of the mind and I'm willing to release the outcome and open up to the possibility that it may be the person I'm thinking out about or it may be someone else, maybe my sacred partner. And I am totally open and trusting in the universe that the universe has the capacity to deliver to me a partner that is a better fit than my mind could ever think about. Okay, so you, you trust that. That's really what releasing the outcome means. So I have a couple of affirmations that are going to help you with this, with this step if you're finding a little bit of anxiety around it. Okay, so here are a couple of affirmations that you could repeat every day to help you release any grip that you have on a specific person that you're thinking has to be your sacred partner. Okay, so here, here are the, the affirmations for you to write down and repeat. May this or something better come my way. I'm open to the sacred partner that is in my highest good. If you do this, if you repeat these mantras truly from your heart, what's going to end up happening is you are going to be so pleasantly surprised. So, so pleasantly surprised. And here's something that I've learned from so many years of working with people and in my own life. I can tell you this with a hundred percent certainty that many times the sacred partner, your highest sacred partner comes packed, wrapped in a package that may be different from what you thought it was. Okay. So, so your sacred partner will probably come wrapped in a package that's very unexpected. And you would have never known that that was the right sacred partner for you. If you hadn't remained open to releasing the outcome and releasing expectations and releasing what you think you want in a partner. Okay. So this is super, super important. Be open to the universe surprising you beyond what you ever thought possible, because when the universe surprises you, you will receive something better than you ever imagined before than your mind could ever imagine. On to step number six, act as if this is my favorite step, because when we get to step number six, we're already in, um, in a, there's a lot of lightness in this step. There's a lot of lightheartedness in this step. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of excitement when you reach step six. And this is the place that now where you've healed the bonding wounds, you've done so much work and you're really open. You have released the outcome. You are open, you're ready. And you're in this kind of expectant energy, excitement energy. You're starting to act as if the partner were already there and you act like this. You emanate this energy every single day of your life. You are now in a place of wholeness, meaning that it's, you're not just acting as if pretending that the partner's there. No, it's deeper than that. You are in a state of wholeness and energy sovereignty, which means that you are perfectly happy on your own, even without the partner being there. Okay. That's, that's what this energy is about, but you're open and you're expectant and you know that the partner's coming in because you know you're attracting them and you can feel your manifest and you can actually start to feel this when you get to this step, you can feel this energy. Now, here are some fun ways that I love to do this, uh, act as if so. So one of the ways, for example, you can, um, 
You can, you know, buy some pajamas for your sacred partner and put them in the nightstand. You can buy a, uh, a toothbrush and just put it in the cup there. And even if it's not being used, you're just acting as if. Another way that I love doing this is when you're in bed at night and right as you're going to bed or when you wake up in the morning, turn to, to one side of the bed and actually start speaking to uh, to your, your partner that's already magnetizing to you as if that person were literally physically right there. I used to do this all of the time. Like chopping food, making food. I'd be talking to my sacred partner because I can feel the energy of the person getting close to me. Okay. And so I'm acting as if, and so this is a really, this is a, uh, this is a fun part uh, of the, of the process. It's more in a place when you're already in energy maturity, that, that just the expectancy, the feeling of the energy coming towards you is so, so exciting and so filled with joy that you're just, you just know that that person's arriving, uh, you know, like very, very soon. And so you're acting as if that person is already there. That's going to magnetize them faster towards you. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if, uh, are you manifesting your sacred partner right now as we speak? I want to hear all about it in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free guided meditations. And don't forget this video here that I talked about in this one. That'll be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for me. I love you. I'm out.